0: You are now tuned in to The Gifted Gap.
1: special guest today
0: Top so boy. how you doing man i'm good i'm good thank you for having me it's good how man it's know. good man How the, how's everything uh it's been good you know considering this whole pandemic <laughs> situation that <laughs> everyone's dealing with yeah uh but yeah it's been good i've been real busy the last like two and a half months so i can't complain yeah um but just trying to manage everything as best i can yeah, yeah. it's
1: tough man this covid thing is it, uh it's affected
0: everything right oh big time
1: I just, I just recently seen that the uh, gym closures were a thing. Yeah.
0: I don't know about the big box gyms, um, but it's weird. You know, they, they received a lot of backlash when they decided to close down gyms. And then what happened is it, during this lockdown, the government released a report that showed it was like a bunch of different pie charts for each city and it showed how or like what industries contributed to COVID outbreaks. And gyms across the board were, like, 2%. Because right now, gyms are, like, the most control, one of the most controlled places you can go. 100%. Yeah, yeah. you got to sign up. You got to sanitize everything. As yeah. soon as you're done working out on something, man's he there like a down. NASCAR driver, you know, just wipes it down. He's gone. Yeah. Even, so. like,
2: general gym just, like, uh, what's the word? Oh, for that brain fart. If you go to the gym, you use a piece of equipment, you wipe it down yourself anyway.
1: Yeah. You know, that's just First, like. For the majority. Like majority. most people. I've seen some times where people, you know, they're doing their bench press and whatnot and leave. Mm. That happens. But for the majority. Yeah. Yeah, m- For the most
2: part, yeah. you know. So, I mean, I feel like gyms. I don't know. If, I don't know what it was like out here if you had to wear masks in the gyms or. Yeah. You did, yeah. right? Yeah. So, I mean, I don't think it's that serious.
1: Yeah it doesn't make sense
0: because you're saying that only two percent of yeah so yeah so in toronto specifically it was less than four percent was contributed the problem is they're trying to argue that because we're in hot spot areas they want to limit things as much as they can but you know you got people who are making decisions who haven't, like, been in a gym. Or, yeah. like, been in a gym in a minute. Right? Like that's, yeah. that's really, that's as much as I can say. Yeah. Doug Ford is
2: easy, 300 pounds. He's never it's, stepped foot in a gym. It's
0: crazy, because we were talking about this the
1: other day, about how the gym and mental health are so intertwined. And how, by yeah. taking away that is, it's really affecting people. So, mm. obviously, they're trying to protect their citizens and keeping them safe and sanitary. But at the same time, that mental health aspect, which we literally just finished talking about, is so undervalued, underrated, and clearly that's shown by yeah. our government.
0: You know? Yeah, it's big. Like, I'm a big... uh I'm a big advocate of mental health because ironically, like right before COVID initially hit in March, I I had um I had a photo exhibit in Toronto that was all about mental health within the black community, specifically with black men. Right. So that's always at the forefront of my mind. But going into winter, you got seasonal depression, which is like a real thing. Yeah. It's what I know it's late now, but it was dark from, like, 4 p.m. It's crazy. So people are already agitated. Um, When one of the best ways to make yourself physically fit or physically healthy is just going to the gym, right? Most people go to the gym. Like, honestly, most people go to the gym just for a release mentally. Yeah. You know, they got some stuff going on in the day.
2: It's therapeutic, man.
0: For sure. Very. It's really therapeutic. Very. So with everything going on in the world right now... I'm just talking about Toronto specifically, or Ontario. <laughs> it's dark by 3 p.m. Time goes back. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm just pushing the time back. Yeah. It goes back. 3 p.m. It's dark. We can't go out anywhere. We can't do none of these things. Yeah. You can't work out. You can't stay fit. People are going to be miserable, bro. Like if I'd lose it. I would lose it. Like yeah, people are going to be miserable for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. I mean,
1: the effects you're seeing already, and uh, – I'm kind of just worrisome about how we're going to move forward as a society. Like, even after this COVID thing is all done, you know, how how are we going to respond to, like, the new norms and, and whatnot? Like, it's 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 tricky, oh. you know? This guy's laughing. I feel like diff- <laughs> there obviously different parts of Canada handle it differently, right? Like, you're in Edmonton.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I think, like, you guys are a little bit more freer out there. I don't know. Like, is there less restrictions? Like, I don't know, man. Like,
2: for governments, it's tough because it's, like, Some governments are more concerned with the economy, Mm. and we talked about this a couple episodes ago. Like, the there's drawbacks to keeping people inside, like a lot of drawbacks. You know, not forget about like businesses and stuff like that. Yeah, you know, you keep people at home. You know, the the mental health aspect. You know, abuse, divorce, a lot of things go up because people are staying home. You know, and obviously, with in, in in normal circumstances, these things don't happen. People go to work, people go places, people, you know, yeah. there's a lot of this escapism, but it's not really yeah. escapism. So now yeah. it's like you close everything down, you're stuck at home with whoever it is, you know, maybe it's your partner, maybe it's your kids, whatever. And life is just, it's just, it's never like that, you know, it's, it's never at that point. Yeah. So now everything is, this. it's an extreme to stay home. For that that's amount an of time That's extreme That's, sport, an ex- bro. that's, that's an extreme For real So It's like I I think that's what The hesitation And it's like When you opened It was like There wasn't really Any strategy Behind opening You know no. Schools just went back To regular
0: Yeah Schools were know. like The biggest and schools were Contributors yeah, the On biggest, the podcast yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah
2: There was no plan For that Gyms They held it down You know mm-hmm. gym, gym Gyms have always been A really controlled environment Like yeah. you're saying You know yeah. what I'm saying So I, I think it, they it, they kind of act like they don't know, like how to how to how to approach, you know, opening. And then it's like we want to close things again. It's like it's too reactionary. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, it's yeah, not. Yeah. It doesn't seem like it's calculated.
1: It's planned. It's yeah, tough yeah.
2: because like nobody knows anything about this virus. But you know, somebody's got to step up and say, "Yo, okay, we're gonna look at the data." You know, like you were saying, yeah. the data now. Okay. What makes sense to close? What doesn't make sense to close? Not just closing everything at once. Restaurants, like, some people can eat at home. You know what I'm saying? If you can order food on the go, they order food on the go. I think dining in patios and shit like that, I think that's... It's a little bit unnecessary. It's it's, it's unnecessary. You know what I'm saying? Gyms should stay open. You know? Schools, you got to say, okay, hey, we got to look at alternatives to schooling. Because I feel like school was already operating on the fringes yeah up until
1: yo, zoom it. university is tough bro it's tough i couldn't I'm doing imagine, it right I, couldn't now, imagine I could not it's, imagine I'm just so demotivated bro like it's like damn I got a lecture today then I got it like I hear my you can't prof, even cheat, <laughs> bro, my can't prof, even cheat. Bro, like my prop like you hear everything like my prof has a, a cat when she's doing her lectures there'll be times that cat's purring so loud I can't even hear what the prof's saying bro and I'm like I'm paying for this bro and that's the worst I'm, part. Like, <laughs> that's the worst part. I, I'm, I'm paying, I'm for, paying this. for this. Yeah. yeah. Like a, a scholarship <laughs> is going towards this. My mm. time and money is going towards this. What yeah. am I doing? I didn't. I didn't hear. Listen to your to your cat purr. I didn't. I didn't sign up for this. I think that's the worst
2: part about all this. Is like, school was just like we're sending everything online. They yeah. didn't cut any of the tuition costs. None. Yeah. They, yeah. Didn't cut, they didn't say okay, we're gonna. Cause like I've taken online classes. Online classes are not Zoom classes.
0: Nah. Yo, 100% facts. Yeah, yeah.
2: Online yeah. classes are not Zoom classes. Online classes are like, here's like this cohort you work with. You get a couple of discussions, assignments and stuff. You work with these people. You guys organize it. Oh. Here's a couple of mm. books you got to read. There's no lecture. Nah. There might be a one-two video you got to watch. Yeah. Some reading you got to do. There isn't, it's it's specifically, they call it collaborative learning. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's really progressive. And I'm like, yo, this yeah. is one of my favorite classes I took because it's yeah. like, it's not that I have to lock tap in and go on zoom and you know uh, I, like staring at a computer for three hours it that doesn't really make different sense different You matters. know what I'm saying and then it's like costs are still the same tuition is still costing you six six grand you know what I'm saying seven grand whatever it is, and there was no compromise or no adjustments and like universities did not adapt in yeah. this time I think
0: well I think that's that speaks to um what you're saying is, like, relevant to everything across the board, you know? So the problem, here's the thing, right? Like you said, we don't we don't know enough about this virus to, one, even have a cure for how to... Mit- we know how to mitigate it, but not how to fully get rid of the whole situation. Okay, cool. In an ideal world, if they tell me, look, we have to close down everything because this virus is serious. We don't know enough about it. I'm fine with that. The problem is what do you guys do as a government? What do you do in order to help people at that point? right. So when a university says we're going to move everything online, it's like, okay, cool. Can my tuition change though? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cause I'm, I'm not paying like that tuition was meant for me to be able to actually go to the school to like participate in the experience of going to college university. That's part of the reason you pay to go. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. So, Now I don't have that aspect of it. I shouldn't be paying as much. A lot of the issues that restaurant owners and gym owners and all these industries were having was like, okay, it's not like we don't get that this virus is serious, but if you're going to close us down for 28 days, however many months, you do still realize that bills still have to get paid. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And it's crazy. It's crazy. Like, I, I didn't realize until... COVID how like fringe everyone was operating all these businesses were operating our society like like on average most people are working paycheck to paycheck Mm -hmm. right and that's no different for a lot of businesses because the rent is crazy for some of the places they have to pay so when the government came out and said "Yo, here's a small business loan for everyone so that we can help subsidize some of the costs what general public didn't realize was that it was still up to the landlord of the place whether or not they would agree yep. to take the small yeah. business loan. So if you're just a small business but you're renting out this space and your landlord says, "No, nah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not signing up for that," you got to come up with the money for that. Mm-hmm. For that money. The secret, right? Yeah, yeah. The secret. Yeah. I, and I and I saw it happen. I saw places. I every week in Toronto, I see somewhere new close, and then I find out it's because their rent is so high. They you can't ask people to pay twenty racks. Yeah, you can't ask people to just. Pay twenty racks a month, that's mm. you need to accumulate that money.
2: and there's some places yeah. in the eating center, like a little small ass booth that costs yeah, like thirteen grand a month. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's not even like thirteen grand a month is like your first like 20, 29 days of the month, you're oh. just trying to make your rent. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. You know what I'm saying? And like how much like you look at businesses, like how much do you have to sell just to make your overhead? Mm. The best businesses that survive are the ones that have some sort of competitive advantage. Maybe it's like low overhead, or maybe they don't pay for this. In Toronto, it's tough to cut it, you know. And then this type of shit happens. It's like okay, there's money, but then it's like me getting access to that money is in the hands of the landlord. You know what I'm saying? <laughs>
0: yeah. About, okay. Like I, I've posted a video about this this exact topic because I work in the fitness industry. That's kind of like my side hustle. By by nature, I'm a videographer, a filmmaker, right? That's where I make most of my money. But most of my fulfillment comes from fitness because of the people I get to see, like clients I get to meet, all this type of stuff. And when you talk about group fitness, right, people that go to spin studios or those boxing gyms or anywhere like that. Most of those people go there for two reasons. One, because they actually want to work out. And two, because it's a social thing. These are people who work nine to fives. They don't see anyone during the day. They're like, oh, let me go to the gym and meet like-minded people. That's really what it's about. Group fitness does not survive or it can't, the very model of it can't survive without a lot of people going to the classes. Yeah, Because there's always like promos, you know, buy two classes, you get one free. It's based on volume. Based on volume. So when the government says, all right, we're going to reduce the numbers by half. They're like, all right, that hurts the bottom line, but whatever. We'll rock with it. And then when the government says we're going to do 10 people, you're basically saying you guys can be open, but you're like not really going to survive. It completely eradicates
1: the experience for everyone. And yeah. I think that applies to any business because like the numbers are going down. So whether you're going to a restaurant or whether you're in school or whether you're at a... a any type of establishment that experience gets eradicated and i think it completely disincentivizes people from even going in the first place yeah you know i mean it's a tough it's a tough goal like if i'm going to go to a restaurant you know like me me and him we used to go to cactus club sometimes right yeah. all the time uh, mm. shout out to like, actually no there's no shout out there's no shout out stuff. yeah you yeah, yeah. Um, lost that yeah <laughs> but um we we'd go for that that social uh, enjoyment, enjoyment like, yeah. so sometimes meet other people to yeah. see people that we haven't seen in a while and it's like you take that away and bring it to ten, ten people. I'm,
0: we're not going there no more. Well, you know what I'm saying? Think about all the times you go out and you yeah, get somewhere and it's yeah. empty. Yeah. Walking like, oh, go somewhere else. you wanna slide over to, yeah, go somewhere else. And now that's just the new norm. Like, come on, let's let's be honest. It's not not the wave.
2: A lot of the norms, I feel like the new norms will be, you know, cutting back costs. You know, whether it's business, whether it's individuals, you know, home life, whatever. I think the new thing now is cutting back costs because now we've seen that what covid has done is shown us okay what does what what really matters to us mm. what do we really value what do we really hold dearest to us you know so if it was like you know you had all these material things it's like okay you're not going out you know there's no places to go you can't travel yeah you know what i'm saying so do you really need all these things you know you might have, you know, you might have a crib and be, you know, asset rich cash poor. So it's like, okay, what are the costs? Can I cut back on and shit like that? So I think that's another thing that's that's been uh, thrown at the forefront that hasn't really been talked about. is like, you know, do we need all the shit that we have?
1: I think it's also important not to discount the, the value in these things. Like you're saying, obviously, we want to value. And if like COVID forces us to value certain products and, and what really matters to us. But at the same time, like i know people that are still doing retail therapy i know still people that are still booking trips i know people that are still managing to do the same to have some semblance of normalcy from Mm. pre-covid and i think like in a sense it keeps them sane yeah i like i'll be honest i went shopping i got like myself a hoodie and a couple joggers the other day i'm like yo this this is normal again like it feels good but um temporary though it's temporary yeah, one hundred percent temporary. But I think giving those, getting those like glimpses of of normalcy mm-hmm. is key to, yeah, in a sense, staying sane
0: throughout this 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 time period. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with that. I think, um, to be honest, I think the biggest thing is, I think there's gonna be some apprehensiveness for people to travel at some point. Like people yeah. gonna be worried about traveling. Yeah. But honestly, for me, uh, one of the things I've been thinking about is, like, I wish I traveled more you know like I, did, I i i traveled but it's like dude this summer i was supposed to go to japan damn right japan's like number 1 on my bucket list yeah no one there looks like me but i want to go <laughs> in there like yeah, I, yeah, I really yeah. want to go yeah. and it's like i've heard it's a nice place yeah to. every i've never heard a bad experience from it but yeah, yeah but the point mm-hmm. is oh fuck i trying to go been <laughs> trying
1: to go you been too to? shit to to oh yeah you
0: did oh, oh, you trash red bro yeah Don't we talk about Japan, man? (laughs) (laughs) Like, damn, bro. So I'm trying to go out there, and it's like, you know, COVID hits, life changes, whatever. You just kind of adapt. But I think a lot of people are in this weird space where it's like, okay, I I know that tomorrow if I wanted to go to Mexico, I could Mm because I've seen people do it, you know, and doing rapid testing at the airport, all that type of stuff. But the problem is. I don't know how long it's going to be before I can actually say I want to go to I want to go to Europe. I want to go to somewhere in Asia. You know, what I mean, like now I have to really start thinking about when those things are actually feasible, not just for me traveling wise, but also my life back here. You know, biggest thing that I think a lot of people don't think about when it comes to covid is, yes, I actually take the virus very seriously. Right. It, we, we already know that depending on how young you are and like how fit you are, uh, the, the death rates are lower than it is for people who are much older. That being said, was more detrimental for young people. It's the fact that if you get COVID, you can't work for two weeks. Yeah, that's actually the most detrimental thing because most people our age are working paycheck to paycheck. Mm-hmm. There's no such thing as COVID pay. <laughs> like, I never thought about that. yet. Yeah, like bad. you don't, you don't. Yeah. You can get COVID, and then the, your employer is going to say, I'm going to pay you for these two, 14 days uh, while you I got off. you. I got you. Don't worry. That doesn't, that's not a thing. So getting COVID cool is actually, like, very detrimental for young people, right, if you're still working. That's the problem. Like, I'm thinking, okay, if I travel now, I do I have to account for an extra two weeks of quarantining? Like, how does that work? You, you do. Uh, there you, you go. Do. You do. It, it, and if you don't you work, do. yeah. You <laughs> You do you like do. if you don't, yeah. and if you That's don't, crazy. if you don't work in a. That's <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna say, yeah. you do. And if you don't work in an industry where, let's say, you're not a nine to five or where you were an office shop, now you're working from home. If you don't work in that type of industry, yeah, how does that work?
1: Do you think there's more flexibility among industries that are are self employed, like you work for yourself? Like, <laughs> I know you being a videographer, mm. um, you're often decide like how things are ran, right? So, I mean. Say for instance, you go to Japan and you come back and you kind of let people know that yeah I've uh, I've been there and whatnot. Do you think that would affect your business model and how um, how much opportunity you'd get from certain clients because they're like, oh, okay nah quarantine a little bit, you know what I mean like is uh, there even transparency with
2: yeah, that like shit, it, though? <laughs> like, that's what so would you, <laughs>
0: that. <Would> you? <laughs> so I think I definitely think that there's uh, I don't think there's total transparency all the time. I know that because of how I move on social media, First off, there's no way I'm going to Japan and not posting that I'm in Japan. (laughs) Let's let's be honest. Like, you're going to open up Instagram and see me in Shibuya or something like that. Like You're going to see me. So when I come back, like people are going to know probably in all honesty, like, yeah, I'd have to abide by the two weeks. That probably affects me a little bit. I find a way to pivot in my head. I've been at the stage where I'm thinking, listen, if I travel, why can't I come back and just get tested? You know, like why can't I get tested to verify like what's good? But like you can. Don't they still make you quarantine two weeks though? It's weird. Apparently they do because like yes. you don't know like when the, when the, it, the incubation them. period is, right? You don't know. Oh, okay, so okay. listen, I'm not one that's trying to break rules and say you shouldn't follow these things, but I know I know there's people that that's breaking out. I think yeah. when you're self-employed, it's um some people rolling the dice. Like <laughs> I don't know what to say.
2: I think you have to roll the dice a little bit.
0: Yeah, being
2: self-employed, it's like you gotta. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Hustle got to make decisions, man. Like yeah. <laughs> you got to choose like shit, where am I going to go and make this happen or am I going to lose this bag here? Like that's just a part of I think it's just that's just a part of that lifestyle. And, you know, when are we going to look at COVID and say this virus is way too smart. <laughs> like, hmm.
0: like way too smart. Yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> ahead of it. every, yeah. everything we do every is time. like one step yeah, ahead of yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. Like yo, have you guys watched have you watched that new documentary? uh totally under control the donald uh, trump one holy oh my smokes gosh. have you <laughs> seen, t- it? Yeah, I seen it yeah i've seen it okay so okay so it's on amazon prime most people got amazon so they yeah. probably can watch this yeah is it on amazon prime yeah i went and i rented it off apple tv like an oh idiot. yeah okay so wow. so here's the thing the whole documentary was filmed in the last year like in the last six to eight months most documentaries that you watch like um when you see those documentaries on Netflix about murder mysteries and stuff like that, it's all kind of conjecture. Like you know, they're talking about facts, but they're not talking to the people that were in the room sometimes when these incidents happened. With this documentary, they're talking to people who directly, directly were there, Infected like the everyone. people that you saw who were talking to the government, like mm-hmm. on C-SPAN, all this type of stuff, who on the policymakers, all this stuff, all
2: the experts and everything,
0: like the That's actual, crazy. like firsthand. That's it, crazy. So. What makes this doc crazy is the, it's a timeline from January. I think they only Before go to like. January. Yeah, it was like December till I think April is as far as they went. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But what they did was they compared the United States response to COVID to South Korea. And they just paralleled how both governments dealt with it. And honest to God, you watch it, you'll be frustrated. Because. What were some of like the major differences? So. <laughs> you, 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 <laughs> like,
1: bro. Yeah. I think that the biggest takeaway is that,
2: like, Trump had all the information. He had all the experts. He had, he had people telling him. He had everything. He had all the tools, but he just
0: blatantly disregarded. He, I don't think he, he, he didn't opened it. Yeah, it wasn't disregard. It was. Like, he fully said, like, he basically looked at them. <laughs> can, I, can, can I curse or no? Yeah, yeah. He basically looked at them and said, fuck you. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, I'm a dude. I hear you, but I'm going to ignore what you're yeah. saying. Because when you see the comparisons, basically, the problem is when, how do I explain this? It would be like me telling a basketball, like I got to run a basketball camp, right? I got I got Carmelo Anthony in the room with me, right? Obviously, you think I'd defer to him to give yeah. me some knowledge. Yeah. And I'm like, nah, I'm going to go to the cafeteria lady. To like give me the information that I need for this. Mm-hmm. As an extreme example, but that's really yeah, what it yeah, was. Yeah. So yeah. he had he had all the experts. He had people on his team who basically said who were following this <laughs> right because the CDC in the states. There's just I didn't realize there's a CDC in every country, and they all talk. Really? Yeah, yeah. they all talk. They all because whenever when one country sees something, yeah, they're like, hey, we Correspondence. They're, yeah. they're like, we're gonna let everyone else sense. know. That makes sense. So yeah. back in. Last year, these people are saying, yo, there's, like, this weird virus thing going around. And men's in the States were basically saying, yo, like, this is... No, no, no. The people who are on board, they're like, oh, oh this is serious. Like, oh. this is what we should do. And we're not stupid. Like, we're in the 20th century. We've seen pandemics before. So you just come up with plans mm-hmm. for what you do when a pandemic hits. They had all of that stuff. <laughs> and Trump was just like, no, you know what I'm going to do? We're going to make a committee that's going to deal with COVID but we're going to have basically no doctors on there. and mm-hmm. No f- no one that works in this field. We're going to have all lawyers. <laughs> it sounds like I'm making this it's up. crazy. But that's actually what it is. We're going to have all lawyers. Yeah. We're going to have all lawyers. So basically, the politics, over politicians got involved in public health. Mm-hmm. South Korea looked at it and said, We're
2: going to take a step
0: back? Yeah. Scientists, go ahead. Because literally ahead. after they had a pandemic a few years ago, People forget Obama went through like four pandemics. It mm. was like H1N1, Zika, Ebola, Ebola and one more yeah. thing. There was a lot he yeah, went yeah, through. Yeah. Right. And at the time, he was criticized for basically his reaction. his reaction speed to it, but he let the scientists take over. He's like, I'm not, yeah, I don't, I'm not making decisions. What do I know? I'll let the scientists deal with it. Mm. South Korea, they had a similar incident. Like people were upset when H1N1 happened. So they literally signed a bill that said government does not get involved. Like right away, all we do is give you guys the money to deal with it. So first thing Korea did was just test everyone, just testing everyone. And yeah. they're so smart. They're like, it took like it, it didn't take sense. a long time for them to test everyone. Did not. It makes it sense. Like makes why, sense. Why, why and, not? and they're like, one of the things they booked, which I never thought about. They're like, we used to have people come into these like facilities to get tested. You know, they would you know we put the con swab up their nose or they cough, and we're like, we can't run these tests indoors because when you you cough now it's just in the air. So they did drive through stuff. Which I'm looking at like that makes a lot of sense. Mm.
2: That's what happens when you get scientists running <laughs> the show. <laughs> you know what I'm like, That's yeah. what happens. Mm-hmm. So
0: you I'd highly recommend watching the it's a really, take good, a, it's a really take a look good look doc. at that. It's It'll annoy you, but definitely watch yeah, it. Nah, yeah. yeah. Billions and billions. Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> yeah. yo,
1: I wanna I wanna touch upon that point because considering Trump's background, very business minded, he's very business savvy, he's thinking money first. Absolutely. So in that sense, when you when you're put in a position of power, you're, you're obviously obligated to to cater to the people, right? So in a sense, Trump's probably thinking, okay, this isn't that serious. He's taking it lightly. This is going to cost me a lot of money if I put this whole place on lockdown. It's going to cost me billions and billions. And billions. <laughs> billions you know what billions. I'm saying? So it doesn't justify why he reacted the way he reacted, but yeah. it's like, damn, bro. At what point do you take the advice from these these scientists because yeah. you could put the onus on them now because mm. he he's like yo this is my show this is
0: my this is my mm.
1: spotlight no you're not everything's on me now like at what point is it like okay let me let me start let you guys come here you, like you know nah, he
0: he really he really fumbled the bag yeah. on this one because they, cause he, they fu- he definitely because they That's talked crazy. about the uh yo you remember during the summer when there was all the this outrage about a lack of uh ppe equipment mm-hmm. like yeah people yeah. couldn't get face yeah. masks all this type of stuff They talked about it in the dog. Like America used to have, I think, like three of the largest manufacturers in the world who would, uh, you know, make the PPE equipment. And then when Trump was in presidency, he basically outsourced them to China. He's like, you know, (laughs) all these can go to China. When we need them, we can just buy them at a cheaper rate. Yeah. But then the pandemic hit, no one in the States could get this stuff. So what happened? They had to try buy it back from China. But China's like, yo, we're in the middle of a pandemic. We're just gonna we're giving them out to our people yeah. here. And then it created a bigger problem, you know? There's yeah. a lot of internal fighting. It's, it's amazing
1: how scarcity has been so like ramped up during this time period. Like a yeah. good example is toilet paper. Mm. What are you doing here, bro?
0: Yo, COVID doesn't make you shit. <laughs> I don't understand. Let's be real. Like when COVID first hit and I saw men's running to the store to yeah. Grab all this toilet paper. I'm yeah. like, has it been confirmed that it makes you do this yet? The
2: first thing, the first it's thing like people wanted to get was toilet paper. Out of yeah. any good, out of any good.
0: I'm like, what, what, do <laughs> <laughs> what do you expect is going to be happening here? What do you expect? I've
2: lost a lot of faith in humanity oh, these last man. few months.
0: Oh. <laughs> I saw this and I was like, all these people are the weakest links. What
2: about, what about <laughs> 100? 100%. What, what about what about what about what about? the anti-maskers oh this is this is this God. is the funniest oh, started. Yeah, the rally in toronto
0: yeah it was yeah. it was also it was a very bright crowd yeah, you know what it. i mean <laughs> <laughs> it was a very bright crowd <laughs> if you know <laughs> what i mean <laughs> yeah, that's
1: crazy guys.
0: I was looking in the crowd, like, where's Waldo for, I like, man? I, I think I, one. I, think so I one. I was trying to find a one-man, the one man <laughs> them in there. I was like, oh, he's hiding. One, two, like, yo. He's hiding. That's foul,
2: That's, uh, yeah, I'm not shocked, you, shocked, not surprised.
1: Well, yo, why do you think that is, though? Listen. That, that the yo,
2: go, yo, you, like, go you go <laughs> what? Why do you go. You ask me? I think it's a little Me Too, a little Me Too ah, group over here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like. With COVID happening, struggle. the struggle became, you know, everybody was stripped away from everything, you know, like race relations came to the forefront. Yeah. You know, they were out <laughs> here fighting for, you know, I, I think it's good that, you know, people woke up and said, yo, we're tired of this shit. Some, uh, a group of some people saw it. <laughs>
1: like, oh, this is my chance. Like, Say, bro.
2: uh, you know what? You know what? You know what? come in man hand, <laughs> yeah, bro. Enough, bro. Enough, <laughs> yeah, enough's enough. Uh, we're oppressed too. <laughs> All right, Stacks, we're also oppressed. We have rights. All right, <laughs> a couple of Karens, <laughs> a couple of roid heads. <laughs> <laughs>
0: like shut the fuck up and wear your mask, bro. Yo, like it's, them, bro. it's basic It's not, not that serious. You know what it is? I think, I think it highlighted the difference in mentalities of uh, people across the world. You know what I mean? Like, we look at if we look at Asian countries, specifically China, right? They got a government in place right now that's moving a little shaky. They've been this way. They don't play though. They don't play. So it's like when they when they tell their people, yo, do this, most of the time they do it. There's protests happening right now because of the ongoing unrest with the government, but that's how it just works. When people say wear a mask because there's too much pollution in China, everyone just does it. In the States, and even to a certain degree here, imagine, imagine they did. What they did in South Korea here, that first month, where literally they said, We're shutting down everything. You're not doing anything for the next month till we get this on hand. You're gonna have people who are gonna look at you and say, Fuck you. Yeah. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go to Trinity Bellwoods (laughs)
1: and do what I need to do. Do my thing. Yeah, that was crazy. Because I remember
0: that. I was I I went by on my bike and I like posted it. I'm like, this is crazy. Yeah. Right? It's a bunch of people that it's more me before we. Mm.
1: And I'm glad you brought that up too, because when you bring up a country, we talked about this on the last episode, yeah. man, this is so convenient. So a country like China, who's prim- primarily like a socialist mm. um, uh, political country, it's 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 interesting to see how they react to things because it's like, okay, it's not just me I'm thinking about, it's everyone. Mm. You know, We're all in this together. It's kind of like a family type uh, mindset. Whereas yeah. you compare that to the States, it's like there's more individualism going on. There's more... Just me, I got to think about, um, maybe me and my close ones around me. So it's like, okay, I'm going to do what's best for me, not mm. what's best for the society. And a, a disease like COVID, you need to focus on everything. You can't Absolutely. focus on just yourself. Because if everyone thought like that, we're going to be in the same place that we started in, right? Yeah. Um, and I think the, the anti-maskers are a good example of just how that individualism
0: thinks. You know what I'm saying? It's,
2: I just I can't like stupidity has no limits.
0: If it really doesn't. <laughs> like, it, No limits. It's crazy. It's crazy to me. Like no one listen. No one likes wearing a mask. Nah, man. You no, know, we don't. We don't live. We don't. If we lived in a place that was polluted all the time, I wouldn't even question it. You, you know what I'm saying? You
2: know what else people don't like? People don't like speed limits, but we still abide by. It. Still abide? You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like these things are put in wait, place. Wait, wait, say that again. Speed limits.
1: What was the second part you said? <laughs> we abide by them. That we, we do abide by them? Yeah. You've never been to Brampton, clearly.
0: Uh, Brampton, listen, driving in Toronto is stressful.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yo, doesn't Brampton have like the worst insurance rates in oh, all yeah. Canada? Oh, yeah. I
1: heard Yeah, man. It's crazy. Oh. Yeah, okay. I heard it was the world that was Yeah, yeah it's Canada, Brampton Canada. and then like
0: Richmond, BC. Point, yeah, but point, but point is, like, yeah, these things are in place to make things go smoother. Like, yeah. in the doc, too, they talked about. Look, it's not the first time we see the pandemic, right? I don't know what the world's population was at the time, but they talked about this, the Spanish flu. Mm-hmm. And at the time, they said one-third of the world's population was inflicted with this flu, right? What we know about the flu today is like, listen, I get a cold, I can go to Walmart, uh, Shopper's drug mart, pick something up, help me fix it real quick. The problem with COVID is... The problem with people saying, look, it doesn't kill as many people as the flu does every year. The problem is we actually don't have anything yet to like for me to take to deal with it. Mm -hmm. So we don't know how this thing is going to mutate and change as time goes on. Smart virus. Right. So so basically what the people back then did, literally the world's government was just like, wear a mask. That's it. There's literal photos, like black yeah. and white photos yeah. of these old white.
1: Those uh, those beak. Um, not the beak ones. Oh, there okay. was the
0: beak ones, but literally people just wearing yeah, cough yeah. masks because yeah. they're like, hey, if you don't cough and sneeze in people, virus ain't really going to, it's going to mitigate it. So we're employing the same thing. It's not that serious. Yeah. I don't like wearing a mask, but if I go to a little grocery store, I put it on and then I shop and I take it off and I leave. It's very it's, simple. It's, it's not hard. Yeah. It's,
2: not it's, not, it's not that hard. Sometimes yeah, it I it forget is. the mask, you know. Figure out. We try to figure out a way because you, just, you, you can, uh, yeah, yeah. You're mindful, <laughs> you <know>? are <laughs> mindful. You are mindful. You are not trying to, you know, be that guy in there yeah. without a mask. I have yet to see somebody walk into a store I am shopping at and make a big deal about wearing a mask because yeah. I'll turn I've up and knock that. somebody I've, the I've fuck out. Like, you <laughs> have seen a couple? <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> it's crazy.
2: I've seen a it's. I don't. I just don't understand that the outrage. You know what I mean? Like yeah, it's. Yeah
0: i'm like please yeah, come I on know. bro don't that's the
2: same as white talk supremacists talking about I, I infringing yeah. on their first amendment rights or whatever like freedom of
1: speech and I like say, well, why, why is oppression so right?
0: crazy <laughs> bro why is oppression why is oppression cool it's not it's why not. is it so crazy? but this is but it doesn't make sense but this was crazy to me though it's like when people say these things like a part of me Wants to literally smack them in the mouth because yeah. I'm just like.
2: Sometimes you have to.
0: I'm like, you, do you not realize how disrespectful it is what you're saying? When you when you look me look at me and say yeah. we're being oppressed, I'm like, hold on, bro, yeah. come on, like you you actually don't know what being oppressed is like. Mm-hmm. So for you to say wearing a cloth mask for 15, 20 minutes out of your day, like, it's not that serious. You can't like, oppress
2: you can't suppress a colonizer, so. Well, I mean, it's, yeah.
0: It's a sense of
1: selfishness that goes on too, as well, and like, it goes back to what I was saying before, that individualistic mindset is so prevalent among uh, anti-maskers, I'll say.
2: I blame yeah. the algorithms. <laughs> like, Algorithm. people caught up in the YouTube rabbit holes, oh, and like, all that shit, and I, like, and shit like I, I, conspiracies are fun to talk about, mm. but don't come to me after watching like five YouTube videos Yeah Feeling like you know everything yeah, yeah, yeah You know what I'm saying Cause I like You wanna argue something I need facts Not some guy yeah, yeah, yeah. Not some YouTube channel mm. That you stumbled upon In mom's basement Recommended for you God. Yeah <laughs> You know <laughs> You know what I'm saying yeah. That recommended for you Gets Dang, a lot of niggas You yeah, know It really does <laughs> it Gets <laughs> a lot of hacks
0: has got me a few yeah. times I won't lie But you know what I mean Had me in the first half You know Like <laughs> <laughs> me
2: the first half but hey, facts, man You <laughs> know f- It's it's like, you know, where we're getting our information from is is also really important to think about, you know what I'm saying? It's like, it takes two minutes. Look it up yourself.
0: So just fact check some shit. Like, if I watch something, and I'm like, oh, shit, I didn't know this. Mm -hmm. I've gotten into the habit of, like, dog. we got Google in our pocket.
2: Uncle Google. (laughs) Ask him.
1: We literally said on our last episode, we are lazy learners. We fail to do the extra. We fail to take that extra step to, like, Make sure it's real. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And I, there's websites that help with that, like factchecker.ca and whatnot. And it's like they're taking a, a positive step in doing that. And um, I think social media is a big part of why Absolutely. misinformation is spread so much. <sighs> because it's so easy to spread your opinion on that, right? Or to retweet something or to, to share something and whatnot. And would you say that's a big problem and a big reason why anti-maskers are a thing today? For sure. 100%.
2: Where else would you breed stupidity? (laughs) Yeah, like for real. Where else? (laughs) Like, where else could you breed... Where else could a bunch of stupid people gather together and have the same thought about
0: something? Yo, think about it. Like, think about homeboy Cletus, you know? In the States. Like, living down south. You just kind of like out there mentally, right? (laughs) But he's like, you know what? I'm painting a real specific picture here. but like, But he's like... He's in his little community, and there's a bunch of people who think like him, right? Now, this man's got a smartphone. You go on Instagram, you go on YouTube, and see, oh, homeboy Billy Joe (laughs) in, like, Georgia (laughs) thinks the same way that I do. You know what I mean? Now they can chat to each other. Uh Now they're doing these cross-country Trump rally anti mass things. Like, Like he said, it breeds on social media.
1: It's the algorithms, man. (laughs) <laughs> <The algorithm, laughs> yo, bro. but real shit. It's like really, yo, you saw i
0: doc- talking about docs is ironic because we're yeah. talking about like watching something <laughs> and then going off it. But we all saw, was it social dilemma? Oof. Yeah, social yeah. dilemma. Right. Yeah, That's that was a lot. That talks exactly about it. Like the way the algorithm is set up, it just. It's meant to man- manipulate us. Yeah. You know,
1: so. I, I, I kind of question, like, people are like, oh, I learned so much. Like, everything we saw on there was not something that we didn't already know, for the most part. Yeah. Like, there's a couple things where I'm like, okay, that makes sense. Like, that's, uh, that's interesting.
2: Facebook probably knows every single thing about me. Probably. Like, Dog. I'm not, like, I'm not, I for me, I'm not really that outraged that mm. these guys have all my information because... That's the trade-off for using their platforms. So yeah. For the convenience you know what I'm saying? of That's it. That's the convenience yeah. of it. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, all right, you want to freaking, sub- like, sabotage my Apple Music subscription? Like, yeah. Well, yeah. all right. Like, I, <laughs> yeah. like, what can really be done? Like, we... It's, it's a fake outrage, I feel like.
0: This is, this is my thing, though, right? Like, regarding the whole social media, like, information collective. I think that... um There's a guy right now in the States, like some policymaker that's looking, he's like suing, he's been suing Facebook and these other big companies for a minute now. Because his argument is, all right, cool, I know that when I sign up for an app, no one's really agreeing when they sign up for Instagram that, okay, Instagram, I'm going to let you collect all this information on me that you can then sell to these advertisers yeah. so they create a profile on you. no one's really agreeing to that but we understand like you said it's a trade-off the problem is he said as of right now there's no way that you can get that information like you can't actually go to an instagram or facebook and say can i like see the profile you guys have on me you can't ask for it you you don't own it you know what i mean so the question like it begs like all right why would someone want that information In the first place. Why would you want to know what information this company has on you? I think for one reason, so you can see how it's being shopped around, right? Imagine like we're just sitting in this room and this man over here just taking all our information and he goes down the street and sells it to the man next door. And now that man has a profile on us. You would think that's a little strange, right? So I think personally, I would love to have the ability to at least see the information that is being collected on me. Mm -hmm. The problem is I know it's being collected, but I don't actually don't know what the information is. I just know that when I go to my Explore page, I see a bunch of dogs and I see a bunch of women. (laughs) Those are things that I'm like looking at. So it's like I was signing up for an app like
2: the other day and I'm like, let me just see like the terms and conditions.
1: Oh, you actually read through it. Yeah, actually like
2: skimming through it Mm -hmm. just to see like what their take? What kind of data they're getting from yeah. me? Yeah, I was I was kind of mind blown. Like they're really trying to get all my information. Yeah, like like the the, the people I message, the things I like, um, you know, my email, like you know where I live, where I went to school, all this shit. Like, and at this in this day and age, right now, data is worth everything. One hundred percent. I'm saying because a lot of these big corporations, we don't live in the Television Industrial complex anymore You know People used to just sit there And watch their favorite show You Put on an ad You know Everybody's gonna see it Yeah It's not like that no more Mm. It's like All these companies Have all this information And they Literally target Exactly who they want to
0: They can I get play- very specific. Yeah. I played around
2: with the, the Facebook ads
0: and all that shit. I'm like, yo, it's scary though. This shit's bro. actually very crazy. This, target race, everything. This is yeah. the same
1: time. Ta- this is the same things that happen. We're like, we'll be talking about a product. It'll pop up on our phone ten seconds mm-hmm. later. Yeah. In a sense, that's scary. I think the biggest, like my biggest issue with data collection and whatnot is like the possibility of security threats. So when you talk yeah. about things like TikTok, how they had that whole fiasco, I think it was with, uh, China? with China, right? Mm. So. I'm always thinking, okay, what what's the worst that could happen? Out worst of this case situation? scenario, exactly. China gets the data; they can they can manipulate that or use anything with that, right? Yeah. So, just from a security standpoint, that's why I'm so um, just on edge with data yeah. collection and data information, and even just like like are our phones really spying on us? Oh hell
2: yeah, definitely. You know what no, but I definitely. Asked, I was at this guy's crib. I asked him for the Wi-Fi. The Wi-Fi screen pops up.
1: Yeah, the one that yeah. like you know
0: suggested suggested networks. this it. Absolutely is. It's crazy, too much. Like shit. when people see and go, tying it back to the whole COVID thing, when people are like, ah, you don't, you don't want a vaccine because they're gonna put a chip in there and they're gonna track you. I'm like, bro, they've been tracking you. Mm. You <laughs> have a phone in your pocket. It, it, like, what are we? One, yeah. What are we talking about? And first off, they don't give a fuck about you because you're working at Walmart. Like, what are you talking to me about being tracked? Like. You're not doing nothing. Like, if anything, they're just trying to figure out how they can manipulate you. That's Pretty really simple. it. Simple, the government's
2: yeah. always watching. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. they they're watching. But like, my life's not that
0: interesting. It's Big Brother, man.
2: <laughs> big, big Brother <laughs> <laughs> It really is. It's good shit, man, man it's crazy. Man. All this shit, man. This.
1: Yeah. yeah. Yo, I heard they can. They're like, uh, it's possible to sell that. Like, there's a whole zone? market where they, they sell that. Oh, yeah. I don't Probably. know if you guys heard about that. Oh, yeah.
0: Like, on the black market or something like I that? I don't
1: know what the market was called, but I apparently, like, our SIN number is getting traded um, multiple times. Oh, I don't yeah. know the validity behind that. But How you
2: know? How do you think the scammers are getting paid, man? They're using uh, our yeah. SIN. They're using our bank. They're doing all this shit. Everything they can. Everything. everything.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm not, I'm, I'm not even talking about that. I mean, like, our actual, like... Information? Information is getting traded, yeah. yeah.
0: Absolutely. So, I mean... There's
2: a business for everything, man.
0: I mean, you have to think about it, right? Like, if everyone in the world's information is being collected, that includes, you know, people in power, celebrities, all these types of people. If you decide, oh, okay, I'm going to collect information on, say you collect information on a Jay-Z, right? He's barely on social media, but you can still track all this stuff through his phone. Imagine what you would do or how damaging it would be if you found out uh, he was a Republican, not a Democrat, you know, and just something, something as little as that, just as a yeah. political opinion. We think about how that sways public opinion at that point. You know what I mean? Someone that's openly saying vote this way, vote this way, but really I'm voting for my particular interests, which are aligned with being a Republican. All right. So that's why I take a lot of these things with a grain of salt because especially when it comes to celebrity, like you can't fully trust everything that these people say because at the end of the day, they're not in the same position that we are mm-hmm. currently. Bro, what are your thoughts on, like, celebrities getting into politics,
1: man? We just seen that video the other day of Lil Pump getting into the freaking rally with Trump. It's L- like, Lil Pimp?
0: We, so, so, so billions and billions, billions, billions of know yeah. <laughs> uh, what, what are you doing here, bro? Like, so, I mean, Lil Pump going to that, or Lil Pimp. Is, uh, <laughs> shout, out, shout out to Trump, Chris, man. Yeah, Shoot, so, right I mean, for me, that was really just him collected a bag to be honest with you. I feel like he collected a bag from that. Uh still think it's whack as hell. <laughs> yeah. um, I never I, listened to the Yeah, little yeah I know I don't to listen it, to him. Right? So it like, it's like right, I you it, yeah. you don't know, you know it's not so on my back. When I think about a lot of celebrities getting involved with it. Like most obvious one that comes to mind is Kanye, right? Um I was literally on a once again Clubhouse. So I was in the chat today. The the title was um <laughs> it was Kanye's, our, it was Kanye's nah. our best option. Change my mind, right? So this guy created a chat room, but dude, he's like, change my mind. Like, prove to me why Kanye's not our best option. And there was a lot of people who agree with him, a lot of people who disagreed. And um, you know, I've been listening to Kanye since I was like nine years old, bro. Probably one of the only artists I've listened to for that long. Yeah, I think and we I've, all have. And yeah, I've watched know. him. He's probably the only artist, to be honest with you, that like I think has probably had the most human experience in celebrity view in the sense that like, I've actually watched him change. You mm. know what I mean? Like a That's lot of celebrities point. like That's curate true. how they act. Biggest instance when he made 808s, that was like right after his he, mom died. His passed, m- yeah. his mom passed, right? Like it's everything, every album means something in relative to his life. Very so, transparent. Yeah. Very transparent doesn't mean you have to agree with his views, whatever, right? Do I want to see Kanye president? Fuck no, I don't. <laughs> But what I believe is that the changes that he's arguing for that he wants to make, he doesn't need to be president in order to do that, right? Like he already created like the schooling system that he's done, that he's donated to. He's created like a whole community in Wyoming, whatever that is. It's like a lot of these celebrities, they actually don't need politics in order to make a certain level of change that they want to. The problem is like when you get into politics, you're almost limited to a certain extent for certain things that you want to do because there's too many invested interests. Yeah. You know, there's too many hands in the pot. Like people investing people, like the fact that there's like 15, like the 15 most powerful people on the earth are the ones that are kind of like in control of everything. Pulling the strings. Is, yeah. Like that, that, that's actually a wild thought when you think about, it. there's like over 7 billion people in the world and there's like a, Families there's religion. a there's a group that you could put in this room that like literally pull the strings mm-hmm. on everything. So
2: doesn't that and what we were saying about the last three the episode doesn't
0: that make democracy a myth in a sense? You know what? I think the systems that we have in place right now are, are flawed, right? I mean, even this whole, I I agree with you to a certain extent. Like, yeah, it, I think the ideal society it needs to be a mix of a lot of these yeah, systems that sure. we have in place. Yeah, yeah. People. Shit on socialism. But it's like, yo, there's a time and place when that absolutely works. Right. The reason why people in the states can't get behind this idea of like universal health care is because, as you said before, it's too much me before we. This idea that, okay, if I pay a little bit more money in taxes, the people below me are going to be better off. Right. But the people who are at the bottom, they can't get behind that idea because they're thinking, okay, if I have $10,000, now I'm going to be paying $4,000 in taxes versus 2000 if I go with the Republicans. You know what I mean? But yeah, it, yeah. it it benefits everyone in the long term if you just pay a little bit more. And the reason they can't get behind it is because there's this mentality and this idea specifically in the States that, Everyone will get rich one day. Hmm. The American dream. Pull yourself up by the bootstraps. It's the American the American dream. It, yeah. It's made to make people think that everyone will get to this point. When yeah. we've seen it's not the case. Mm. You can't get there. And the problem with this idea. Sorry, I'm going to rant, but like this no, problem. The uh, problem with this idea that you know when people say, "All right, oh, I wish." Uh, I wish Kanye would just donate this money to like this community or blah blah blah. Or like certain, they want a celebrity to fix their problems who just has an abundance of wealth.
2: They're not
0: you, obligated to. They're not. One, they're not obligated to. Yeah. But two, you never want your problems to be solved by one individual who is not a political entity. Yeah. Because then that creates like a weird dicey moral dilemma, right? Like they. They kind of own your whole situation, but they're not in the government. The government are the people that are supposed to create the system that works for you. Mm-hmm. And that's the key word. They're supposed to work for you. But right now, it's it seems like the other way around. We're being manipulated by them. We're being given this illusion that they work for us, but it's not really the case. It's messed up.
1: Well, the initial premise of a democracy is a system for the people, by the people. Exactly. Right now, it's today's day and age, it's a system that's essentially... For the politicians, for the people in power yeah. to benefit themselves, right? So, it's it's tricky, uh, and I but I do agree that there has to be a mix of um, absolutely certain political elements to have like the ideal society. Yeah, socialism obviously has its benefits. I'm a big you know supporter of it because you know we're in Canada, we have mm. we have those type of
0: principles. But um, yeah,
1: I think I think it's uh, important to have like a, a complete mix.
0: And I mean, you 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 see the difference like it's one thing for me to see it on tv right but when i was talking to these americans today about the whole voting thing they they're straight up getting like voter suppression all the time like for them it's normalized but i'm like no nah, you guys are actually being suppressed cuz when i had to vote literally i got a letter in the mail i didn't have to register to vote yeah it's facts i was registered already i got yeah. a letter in the mail I said, hey, you register to vote. The place where you're going to vote is, like, maximum 10 minutes away. It was across the street. I literally just had to walk across the street to, like, a nursing home and go vote. In the States, you see people lining up for hours. Voting day is not even a holiday. They don't give you time off. They don't give you time. Like, you can't leave X amount of hours in the day to go vote, which creates a problem. I could do that here. We could all do that. Um This idea that when I go to vote here, I vote for the prime minister, who I'm going to like want to be prime minister, and I vote for like my local MP. That's it. When you go to the States, you're not just voting for your president. You're voting for like 24 other positions. And most people are not politically knowledgeable to know like, oh, I should vote for this person, I should vote for this person, which means you're not voting in your best interest, which means you're getting fucked over in the long run. Right? And they don't teach any of these things.
1: And it's usually people that are in the higher communities of, of higher education that are well equipped and can understand the the nuances within that, right? Absolutely. And so you talked about this on the other episode, man. This is, this is so yeah, convenient. Yeah. Like. And that's
2: why I say like democracy really is a myth, because the people that understand voting and go and vote and it's accessible for them, the majority of them are Republicans. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like that 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 idea of democracy Sounds great in theory, but then you look at it in America; it's not practiced. Not at all. It's not practiced.
1: Everything sounds great in theory, bro. Uh,
2: absolutely, but like yeah. you look at Canada; it's like, you know, it's practiced here. It's more accessible. Yeah. Even sometimes you can argue that like it's a little flawed. I think it's flawed everywhere, but man, America's is, is 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 a whole whole mess right now.
0: It's you no, know, it's w- it's weird looking at America because you're like, how are you? How would I describe America? America is like, America is that man that wears a Gucci belt with every outfit. That doesn't, that doesn't. <laughs> and it doesn't match. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like. They're doing too much. Yeah. Like, taking every opportunity to let you know, like, I got it. But it's like, do you really, though? They're the same people that living
1: with their mom in the basement. real. Mm-hmm. But they got the Gucci belt.
0: They got the Gucci belt. Knock on the door. Mom, Mom, it's yeah. me. Let me in. They got the Gucci <laughs> belt, but like there's toilet paper stuck to, stuck to your shoe right yeah, now. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, what what's really good? And you, I want
2: to talk about like, you went back to, to the American dream. Yeah. You know, I think like this, this theory that you can come to America and have this mobility to go from like rags to riches to boom mm-hmm. is like... That's the idea Everybody wants to hit that gold mine And and, and be that thing But then you look at America right now It's like Shit Mexicans try to come here They get split apart from their families Sent home Black people have been here for 400 years Still still haven't even leveled the playing field You know Chinese virus comes Right As Trump would say You know There's discrimination there It's like the, The American dream is like
1: you want to know how they justify that? Because one case out of every million cases, there's mm. one that makes it out. Yeah, LeBron, And that's the one Jay-Z. case that you see sensationalized everywhere. Yeah, And that that to me is just like, I, like as an athlete, I, I like to compare a lot of the, these situations to like my experiences. Like as an athlete, you know, um, you you often hear about in basketball, the, the basketball community, like what's the chances of you making it to the league? What's mm. the chances of you going to college? What's the chances of you going D1? And so those chances, I, I think that, are, are they're undervalued and they kind of like get slipped under the rug. Cause like that American dream, like what's the chances of getting that dream? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? To me, I compare that to like going to the league. Like what's mm. the chances, but it's sensationalized all the time when you, when you, you like, you can't, there's no way of measuring that. You know what yeah. I'm saying?
0: It's tough. It's, it's really tough. And I think to your point it's th- the reason why the American dream is flawed is because there's no, the starting point was never the same for everyone. Mm. You know, like the speaking from my experience as a black person, it's like you're asking, you're like, OK, we're all going to run the 100 meter race. But the more you're going to start 10 meters back and then I'm also going to chop off your right foot. Like that's that's kind of like what the experience is like. And I actually just pulled something up that I read yesterday. Right. This is this is to actually like explain how crazy the American experience is. But basically, it said, um, this book that my boy was reading, it said, this was what the United States was for longer than it was not. It is a measure of how long enslavement lasted in the United States that the year 2022 marks the first year that the United States will have been an independent nation for as long as slavery lasted on its soil. 2022 will be the first year that will be independent as long as it was Uh, a slave country. That's
2: not even that long. It's not that long. Damn shame. Right?
0: So then when you think about, when you talk to certain people about the American dream, they say, hey, pull up your bootstraps, all this type of stuff. It's like, bro, we don't have the same starting point. Chris Rock had this video go around recently that's pretty viral. He's like, I, he said, I hate civil rights movies with a passion. And they're looking at him like, why? And he's like, because they romanticize it and make it palpable for people. Exactly, yeah. He's like, they don't talk. he," He said... It's his mother, Chris Fox's mother, when she was growing up, she couldn't go to the dentist to get her teeth taken care of. She had to go to the vet. That's his mom. That's one person removed. One generation. one generation. That's one person removed, right? You talk to, like, I've got a, because we live in Canada, I have a lot of friends from a diverse background, right? I know that I could not go to one of my Italian friends and say, yo, my mom, like, actually went through this type of thing, and they would be able to get the same experience. And I mean, like, their family might have gone through some sort of struggle for sure, but there's no way they're going through the same thing. You know what I mean? So it's like these things are way too new for people. They're too recent. Yeah. And it's not the same for a lot of other people. No, it's like, you
2: know, it comes down to that skill of, uh, was it, empathy? You put yourself in somebody else's yeah. shoes, you know what I'm saying? I think with the thing with black people, is we can all relate mm. to having a similar struggle. And then, black people I, fi- I find black people the most open people they bring, they welcome Asian people, brown people, you know, Arab people. They're always like accepting of everyone because the struggles are, you know, the nuance of the struggles are eerily similar, you know? Yeah, but when you're trying to explain these struggles to people who you know, never had to want for nothing, it's like it falls on deaf ears, Yeah, you know? Cause yeah. it's like, how do you, how do you relate that? You yeah. know, yeah. how do you relate these struggles to this person who, you know, may have had a silver spoon and some people, they try their best to understand that. But a, a lot of people, it's like, can't wrap their head around it.
1: Yeah. I think it's also a comfort thing too. Like as black men in this room, and you go to a different situation, you kind of, you kind of seeking in the room to find out like, Oh, where, where's the other black guy in here? So like, yeah. you kind of like want that sense of relatability and that's where, like wherever mm-hmm. you go, um, you being in Edmonton, I think
0: you probably experienced that a lot too. Um,
1: absolutely. Being the sole black person in the room, it's uncomfortable.
0: Yeah. Because you have been there. Yeah. You, you basically become like this ambassador. You know what I mean? You become like this, uh, ambassador for all black people. Yeah. You didn't. You didn't ask for this rule, but you understand as a black person. that's like, okay, I'm the only person in this room. Yeah, I should probably like at my best because then if I don't, yeah. they're not bringing another black person into this 100%, 100%. room. One hundred percent. You know, what I mean, we're always thinking about these things. So, you know, this was this was something we talked about on my podcast just just today actually, and it was when <laughs> during COVID. Like the whole crazy thing about this race relation stuff is, to me, it upset me how the world had to get like softened up in order for people in general to start talking about some of these issues. Like it took a global pandemic for people to then (laughs) see, you know, it's crazy to say this, but a a, a global pandemic happened. And then George Floyd happened. And to us as minorities, it's like, this has been happening. It was still heartbreaking, but it's been happening. Like we've seen this before, but (laughs) no one had any dirt distractions. So they saw it and they're like, oh my God, like this is this is real. And I remember, no word of why you guys might have had it. Like beginning of COVID when this stuff was going down. I had like white people reach out to me to have conversations around this. And some of it I could tell was, oh, you're just talking to me to like clear your own conscience. Mm. Like you you don't know. You don't you yeah, don't yeah. really know me. You just hit to clear your own conscience. And there was other people who I'm still having conversations with because it genuinely changed and affected them. Right. But it's this weird thing that I don't think, unfortunately, like white people have had to come to term with, come to terms with, I think maybe the next generation may or like, they might start realizing it. I can't fully see it yet.
2: It's, it's just, hu- it's hard. It's, it's
0: hard. It's, it's hard. Man. It's a hard conversation. Like I recognize it's a hard conversation For them to even want to have with me because for them it's like if
2: we're talking about the struggles of black people and Mm. you say that you know white people are beneficiaries of this oppression and and and, you know scales being lopsided it almost takes away from it it might feel like you're taking away from their struggle
0: they feel like they're being yeah it's being taken away from them yeah
2: which is not the case which is not you know we're not here to take away from whatever you have been through as an individual yeah we're just speaking on our experiences and saying how the experience that black people have are not unique to us. Mm, yeah. It's a universal thing. Yeah. And not just in Canada, not just in America, black people around the world. The, the fact of the matter is the color of your skin dictates your experiences in life.
0: Absolutely. Which is
2: a very fucked up way to, to, to go through society. Yeah. Think about that. If you and me, walk in a room and there's two white people in there and they walked into the room first. They're not greeted the same way we are. Yeah, absolutely you not. The, the first impressions that they get is not the same as ours. You know what I'm saying? So it's like the world operates like this is yeah. the, the, the reality. It's a
1: harsh reality. It's, it's funny. It's, go on. I was going to say, it's also a shame how you also pointed out how being the only black person in the room, you're actually a representation for like everyone, everyone right? else after yeah. you. And it kind of puts a strain on us, so it's like, okay, we got to act on our best behavior. Yeah. If you don't, no one else is gonna come through that room. Um, But a good—I want to touch on your point about how um, sometimes white people may feel like it—it affects them, like their their oppression is being taken away, or like you know what I'm trying to say. Mm. So, a good example of that is the uh, the All Lives Matter versus the Black Lives Matter. (laughs) Mm. We're not take. We're not saying that all lives don't matter. We're simply highlighting our struggles, and that was something that was
0: so hard for people to fathom during this. During it still this, is, uh, and it still is. Yeah, it still is. During, it still is. Um, I I think it's crazy to be honest with it's you. It's insane. Yeah, like it's it's a conversation that you I know is unwinnable because <laughs> 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 that's sad. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's unwinnable because it it should be straight, super, super, super straightforward. But for whatever reason, it's really not. You know what I mean? And um that's sad I, I like you know i'm i've recognized after having conversations <laughs> with like I've, I've always had white friends like it's not something i've shied like shied away from whatever because it's not in my nature to. i love white but people. <laughs> but what i have realized is that during this time it's i just realized that a lot of the white people that i'm in i'm in contact with they mean well they actually just don't know how to like preface the things they want to say because yeah. it's really uncomfortable for them, too, which I fully understand. All right, like I can I can recognize that because I have the empathy level to do it. But it's also like I shouldn't be the one to have to educate you on all these things. And then I'm realizing like there's so much unlearning that they have to do. It's unlearning, that, yeah. not learning. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of unlearning that it actually shakes their whole yeah, yeah. world and everything they knew. You know, like, one of, one of my boys was having a conversation with me about slavery, right? One of my white boys. And I'm just like, dude, like, everything that we were taught in school about slavery is, like, not how it went down. You know what I mean? And it's like, that will blow, That blows people's minds because then they realize that this narrative that they've always been told about black people is not really the case. Um, before we wrap this up, I want to hear your guys' thoughts on
1: where, do, where you see these race relations heading um, after even COVID and after, after 2020, like where, where do you see society heading towards in the terms of like dealing with racism, dealing with black lives matter and even dealing with COVID. I'll throw that in there for you guys. Well,
2: I'm, I'm it's a, be it's be a big question. You
1: guys. I
2: don't know, man. It's, it's, it's no it's a, it's an uphill battle. I think racism is something that we've been... I don't think racism itself will ever actually go away because Mm. on a a micro level, there's so much unlearning that needs to be done. There's so much education that needs to be... You know, Education needs to be taken into our own hands individually. I think as a society, we rely too much on people to tell us Mm. how things went down, how people to tell us how things should be, how people to tell us how we should you know, how we should carry ourselves as opposed to taking accountability for our own learning and saying, yo, this doesn't seem, this narrative might be questionable. Let me take it upon myself to, to, to dissect it and really get down to the bottom of this. Like not enough people take accountability for their own individual learning. Yeah. And until that accountability comes into play, I think we'll be having the race conversation for a very, very long time because, like you said, some some people just want to clear the conscience. Conscious. Some people, it's very performative. You know, it, it takes the individual to say, "Okay, oh, let me really understand how this, this is shit, on me. how this shit went down." It's really on me. It's accountability. In a sense. Yeah, accountability. Yeah. It always comes down to comes accountability. Down it's crazy. You know, yeah. as creators, I think. You know, you said you're a filmmaker. Also, it's like you know. I think for us, it's it's important for us. To be producers of content that makes us think Absolutely. about these this shit. You know what I'm saying? I think there's so much co- to consume in the world that's yeah. that's mindless and just garbage. That as producers and, and people that have been through these struggles, I think it's our job and our duty to tell the stories that people may think, may watch TV and be like, oh, you know, that's just television. No, 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 no. It's just real life. Yeah. You know what I'm saying, as creators of that content, we have to be the ones to continue pushing that conversation, mm. and, and it could be in subtle ways. It could be subconsciously, you know. Art is like, there's no barriers to it, you know. Yeah. So we have to use that art to kind of continue to push that conversation forward. That's
0: big, man. Because like, example of that. Do you, do you guys ever hear of that show uh, Watchmen? I've heard of that. Like show, yeah, the yeah. movie. Yeah. There was yeah. a movie, and then the they s- made a show. The superhero. Yes. Yeah. It yeah. Was, okay. Okay. It's just. Ironically it's like this society Where there's superheroes And there's some villains And like all the cops Where All the Some of the the cops Look like superheroes Because they all have like Masks and different things But they do that To protect their identity Right But they're all Most of them are good But the problem is like When the show starts The show is actually Centered around Black issues Because it starts off in Tulsa, Oklahoma Mm. Right And we You guys know what happened in Tulsa And I remember when the show came out, it was like last year, when people were talking online about, oh, like this actually, like they showed, they just depicted it in their own way, what actually happened in Tulsa, Oklahoma, because it's on HBO, it's super violent, so they showed what happened, and people were like, wow, this is crazy. And then people were saying, "Yeah, this actually happened. This is them. This is them showing you what actually happened." That's crazy. People, That's were like, yeah. people were like, "People like they couldn't believe this actually happened." And we're like, "No, like this. This has been a thing. We always knew this." So you bring up a really big point about how you have that responsibility as someone who creates art to create content that makes people think. I think and as consumers too, we have to put the onus on on them and us and ourselves included when
1: consuming. Um, conscious content because mm. as consumers sometimes you don't always want to consume that yeah. and i know i know p- sometimes people choose to be ignorant and choose to not want to be woke or whatever term you want to use and i think that's important to really expand your horizons in that absolutely. sense absolutely yeah. learning new information information is going to make you think just what you're saying so yeah. as much as the responsibility is placed on creators of content like that as consumers you got to digest what's good for you yeah. and will make you think outside the box so
2: yeah. i'm yeah i'm at a point in my life where you know if if it doesn't make me really question, think, or inspire me, I just don't have time for it. Mm. You know, whether it's, music, yeah. Whether, yeah, it's yeah. Podcasts, whether it's music, whether it's podcast, whether it's television, whatever it is, because at the end of the day, all you have is your your mindfulness. Yeah. You know? And everything starts with your brain. Anything you create starts with your ideas. You know, so that space has to be nurtured. It can't be neglected. You know? Absolutely. So you have to kind of just take, yeah,
0: as a consumer, you have to take that upon yourself. And then, I th- yeah. I think just to, like, yeah, wrap up for me is I think uh, I, I honestly don't know, like, where things are going to go next year. And, and the main reason I feel this way is because even though we don't live in the states, I honestly do feel a lot of uncertainty around this election. Mm-hmm. Because what I'm seeing is I've always known as a black person, that racism is there, whether it's overt or you know subtle, because uh, we've all faced it. But what I've seen since Trump has become president in like the last year and a half, especially, is just that outright like aggressiveness mm. of it, and that is becoming a norm. Like people are starting yeah. to think, like this is okay. This is okay. You know what I mean? So i like to think that even if he did become president again, there'd be a bigger side of people that are like, we need to actually figure out how we squash this, you know, because if we just have to live with this man being our president, we're not going to live with all the other, you know, crap that comes along with it. Um, But that's something I am concerned about. Because it's weird. Like, we live in Canada, and you see, pe- I've seen people wear MAGA hats here. i see a black and guy wearing
2: a MAGA hat yeah. last time. And yeah. I was, and I was like,
0: this we're, we're in the time with them a lot in yeah. many ways. So. so, it was like, that's that's my main thing. Yeah. But aside from that, I think it's important that, you know, we have discussions like this. Because um, one thing I've always lived by is you never know who's watching. right? You, you never know. It's and it's like, whether it's someone that you like, you don't like, if they're tuning in, they're gaining some sort of information. And that's probably the most important part.
1: Honestly, to see, man. It's, it's been a pleasure to have you on this podcast. Um, Absolutely. definitely gotta have you on again. This is very insightful thank you, for thank you, not yeah. only us, but I'm pretty sure those who are listening. So
2: let um, them let them know where they can find yeah. your podcast, man.
0: Yeah. Um uh my podcast, We Need to Talk TV, W N T TV. And then you can follow me at Top Boy T O P B Zero Y. That's it. What's so, up? On that note,
2: you guys know what it is, just like that.
1: Yup.